Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our Rebels Rewatch. Yes, we still do this show. Yes, uh, welcome back. <laughs> no, we didn't forget it exists. Um, it's been 84 years. It's been a long time, um, but there's still Rebels to rewatch, and so yes, as long as there is, uh, this show shall continue. Yeah. Um, very good to get back to. Um, it's good not just for the show's sake, but also um, and going back and, and reaffirm, re, reacquainting ourselves with it, uh, with where we left off, mm-hmm. and finishing season one altogether. Yes. You know, we're, we are officially done with season one on our side. On our side. Um, this episode and uh, next week's Rebel Rewatch will finish season one, uh, season one's rewatch um, for the show. So, but altogether, it's just, it Rebels is good. It's Rebels nice. Rebels is really good. I've been really enjoying Rebels, which um, makes me fear... Because I know what's coming. Everything you love dies. Everything I love. <laughs> exactly. Everything I love um, But, yeah, it's it's something where how many how many jobs can you say you enjoy the work completely? Mm-hmm. I mean, the work we do for this is watch Star Wars and talk about it. So Honestly, yeah. Um, and Rebel, Rebels is just so wholesome and beautiful. And it um, it's, really it's really is. good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's really good to get back to. Yeah, and like... There's moments where we'll be watching an episode and I'm like, look at that. That's, yeah. That's neat. That's really pretty. Look at that texture. Um, now, I don't know that we have anyone that listens just to Rebels and not our main stuff. But if you do and, you, and you're like, where the heck has this been? It's just been a crazy time um, mm-hmm. since before Christmas. And then we've just been working to get on our feet again with uh, the podcast in general. Yeah. Um, and so we're finally getting back with Rebels Rewatch and we're glad to be. Um, there's really not, it's not worth getting much more into it than that. Um, and so where we left off last time, we talked about Idiot's Array. Mm-hmm. Lando was introduced. It was a good episode. As was the, the, uh, oh, what is it called? The Puffer Pig? The Puffer Pig. Yes. Oh, we saw a couple, in, we, we saw a couple at, a Oh a yeah, Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Edge. And I really want Um, <laughs> I will say that that's an element that's nice now. Some things have happened since we last did a Rebels episode that are connected. I mean, Puffer Pigs at Galaxy's Edge, um, uh, gosh, Cal's master, um, Tora Jopal. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Tell me. Uh, yes. Remember for me. Um, yeah, he's, he's, a. I think it's Tora. I almost called Can't him a Lombax. Lombax? Oh, well, no, that's a whole nother franchise is... I could talk for hours about. Um, no, he's, he's a Lassat. <laughs> Uh, so a, a Lasat Jedi, mm-hmm. a Lasat during the Republic era, huge, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, I guess Cal's connected because he's another Jedi alive during this time. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so it's it's really interesting um, as well going back, and it's just like wow, here's some things that mean something different, not just because of the show, but because of the rest of the galaxy. Yeah. So, but yeah, so um, we left off with Idiots Array, so that means we are talking about, we're talking about two episodes this time, mostly because we're almost done with the season, and so what we wanted to do was talk about two episodes here, two episodes in the next week, and then we'll be done with season one. Um, also because I wanted to get done with season one, because I wanted you to see that finale and, and mm-hmm. be able to start on season two. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about, first off, Vision of Hope. This one's a really good one. Um Dave Filoni and his vision quests. He um, does love vision quests. He loves his his visions preventing assassination things. Um, although technically, it's a little bit of a twisty twist in this one. It is a twisty twist that I kind of saw coming. 
Oh yeah. Um, so we, we we get the return of uh, Gal Travis, um, who's been sort of this yeah. radio um, underground po- uh, not podcast, but broadcast. <laughs> He, he's this voice against the Empire kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, no matter how predictable it was, it was an interesting thing to do mm-hmm. with a character that had been so ingrained in viewers' minds as, oh, yeah, this is another good guy. This is another guy that gets it. Yes, yeah, Senator you know? in Exile. It has a connotation to it. Right. Um, but sure enough, they managed to take that and use that... Um, as a weapon against our heroes. Yeah, and in reality, his whole character arc and you know purpose in the story is to make you think, you know, who can we actually trust? Exactly. Well, and that's an interesting thing to add in because I mean, it just further ingrains how hopeless. And and, and that's something Rebels has done well is it never gave too much hope. It never yeah. made it as if Episode Four wasn't bleak. It continued to explain why Episode Four is so bleak. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an example of that for sure, where you get a little bit of hope and all of a sudden it seems like it's squashed, but the, the ending notion of, well, yeah, but we're still here so we can still have hope. We can mm-hmm. still do something. Even yeah. if we're the only ones, we can still do something. And so it manages obviously to make it positive because kids show, but yeah. nonetheless. So we start out with a fun thing cause, uh, Ezra's training, um, <laughs> which training air quotes, <laughs> air quotes <laughs> because it's an audio medium yes <laughs> yes trading is shooting at the dude shooting shooting at the shooting, child shooting well at the child. not long ago they were throwing milk cartons at him on top of a flying ship thousands of feet above so mm-hmm. and he actually fell so uh-huh. <laughs> number one where did they yeah, get this responsible uh he collects them he uh, if you haven't caught on to that um, that's why he, ha- yeah, I collect are, them too. Yeah, are we, you Ezra? We are Ezra. We are Ezra. Uh, we, we like our helmets. Yeah, I'm the sarcasm. You're the blue hair. We, we... <laughs> Is that all I am? <laughs> no, you're also cute. So our Is power, that... wait a minute. Our powers combined, we are Ezra Bridger. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you boil me down to my bassist elements? What? Cuteness I'm also and a bassist. So there you oh go. yeah, your bass elements. My bass elements. <laughs> um, no, yeah, he, he uh, collects them. So I guess this is one he's picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, Just found it on the ground. And so now, I mean, this is a clever thing. Uh, it's a clever Jedi mechanism in terms of taking away your sight to trust the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we kind of see Yoda training the younglings in. in uh, the, episode 2. Episode 2, thank you. Yeah, well, it's, it's a constant thing because it, it is such a tool for... As, as long as you can see, you're never going to mm-hmm. really trust the Force. Yeah. Um, and so, but... Do you think they have sen- sensory deprivation chambers? Possibly. Would you ever do a sensory deprivation chamber? Maybe. Depends on how quiet and isolated it is. It's That's just it. <laughs> then it's I, isolated I would take that. and it's quiet. I need one at the office. You're literally I need one just at the floating office. on salt water. Okay, I need that at I'd the office. I'd never do that. Oh, that sounds pleasant. I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. Um... During this, he has some sort of vision where he sees Gal Travis and some attempt on his life. Mm-hmm. Um, altogether, it's it's this, much like Ahsoka's back with Padme um, early on in the Clone Wars, it's mm-hmm. a lot of vague information leading to needing to do something. Yeah. In this case, it's, okay, well, we need to find him and we need to save him. Um... I'm always, 
overly critical of vision stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah, in general, but of, of of vision things. Yeah. Um, just in general, in medium, in 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 media, and in stories, it tends to be such a cheesy thing. Um, it wasn't huge in this episode. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I had much to say negative about it, but it it, it is one of those things yeah. where it's like it's oddly convenient because he doesn't have terribly many visions throughout the series. And usually there's more prompting than he was just training and whoops. Whoops a daisy. Um, well, he was training. Usually something's he, prompted. He just starts dissociating and just staring off into the middle distance for a minute. And then he has well, a what's interesting. Well, what's interesting though is afterwards it's like, what did I miss? And they're like, no, you dot, you uh, reflected every one. And it's like, he's strangely better when he's having a vision. Um, you know, what that's it weird. It's ADHD autopilot. Right. It, when he's disconnected, his body just does the action. I never fully consciously drive home. Right. No, no, just, me neither. I just do it. I get lost in my thoughts and then I'm like, oh, here I am. I'm home. That sounds dangerous, but it happens. It's it's insane. <laughs> um, all along while they're doing this, the Empire's ramping up their efforts to capture rebels and rebel sympathizers and really just anyone mm-hmm. speaking against the Empire. Mm-hmm. They're just constantly trying to take out anything that speaks against yeah. their power and their legitimacy. Um, and... It would seem that Galtravis is a representation of that in, in its truest form. Um, in reality, the rebels find him. Um, only, I mean, they rescue him, but the Empire is there. They're constantly chasing, and and it's pretty clear quickly it's a trap. Um, and, oh, I mean, well, did we mention that it's Brent Spiner before? No, we did not. It's Brent Spiner. Gal I, Travis is Brent Spiner. I realized that as we were watching the last half of the episode, I was like, oh, it's yeah. Data. Um, and his ship uh, is actually um, the Star Tours ship, the mm-hmm. uh, Star Speeder 1000 or something it's like that. It's not being piloted by Rex, though. No, um, because that's already been a reference. Um, <laughs> but that, that always... Always something pleasant because I love Star Tours, but um, no, yeah, it's it's Brent Spiner, and mm-hmm. um, not only that, because um, Gal he's been around like, mostly through broadcast. This is yeah. his first in person appearance as a character. Um, another uh, resurfaced character is um, Ezra's buddy from the Academy, uh, Zare. Zare. Um, he's got just just a name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which, this is one of those things that makes his whole purpose in staying worth it. Because now, yeah. you know, they do have a guy on the inside. Yeah. Um, they have a spot. They have a child. They have a child. They have a child spot. on the inside, really. I, I think I've mentioned it before, but I love the way the cadet's helmet's open. Because it's oh, just yeah. like leaving the bottom jaw and just the mouth go, whoop. The, the sort of proto-trooper stuff in mm-hmm. these, um, I love. I really, I, I enjoy yeah. the transitional armor stuff leading to the consistent stormtrooper design yeah um because definitely by the original trilogy there's pretty basic designs there's pretty straightforward you have your stormtrooper you have a snowtrooper you have a scout trooper there's not a lot of deviation yeah. anymore what's your favorite trooper uh death trooper as far as imperials yes yeah death trooper, death trooper. oh yeah super trooper just I, yep I, I love a good snow trooper i don't know what it is they just look like ghosts and Cobra Kai. They're the most non-stormtrooper-y no, Cobra Kai. Looking. Cobra Commander. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very um, Chris Lotta. I could I could hear one of them with Chris Lotta's voice. <laughs> um, what was I saying? 
Yeah, we were talking about Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of that, <laughs> no. Um, so in their... I can't remember if it's how they get to the senator or if it's how they escape with the senator, but they go into the sewers. That's how they escape. Okay. Um, there's a really funny bit with Chopper. Um, there's a really there's funny, always bit a funny with Chopper. There's always something good with Chopper. Um, but, like, he's supposed to stand watch. Mm -hmm. um, and Kanan, like, pops back up out of the, the hole to remind him. Or, or whatever. I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's something along the lines of, like, do your job. And Chopper just, like, shuts the door on him, which in reality could have decapitated Kanan. Probably. <laughs> and I just love that Chopper both knows that, A, he's a Jedi, so he'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But, two, he does it anyway because he's that much of a of a, of a rusty bucket. <laughs> My two favorite letters, A and two. What? You said A and then two what? instead of when? B. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh my gosh. Your father's gosh. tired, guys. Uh, that was unintentionally Is funny. It, it was. It? it was completely. Okay. But I just I just love that bit. Um, there's also a... He's, he's a bad guy to a droid at one point. He's so mean. Uh, he's just mean to everybody except Hera, basically. Exactly. And I just love it. Um, Is this the one where he curses... No, that was the last one. Oh, that was another one? I remember... Oh, <laughs> The heck is that? Yeah. Well, because I remember in this one, because the stormtroopers come up to him when he's yeah. guarding the sewer pipe, and um, they seal it. Yeah. And as they start to seal it, like, he comes up to them just like, hey, what you doing? What? What? Get out of here. What are, what are you doing? Yeah. Because uh, they know that the rebels are in the sewers, so they're like, okay, well, if we weld all the doors, they can't escape. Yeah. And then... As soon as Not as soon as they turn around, fully leave, Chopper right. just starts going around. Just the starts off. cutting it. I, I just love Chopper. He's he's you. This is the Chopper podcast now. This is welcome to Chopper Pod. Um. So yeah, the inevitable happens, and Gal turns on them. And like you said, this is a big moment. Hera saw this coming mm -hmm. instantly. Of course, she you. It was all over her face throughout the episode, and then finally she gets him a blaster, and that's kind of the final test and of course but she disarmed it yeah um but yeah she doesn't take it the way ezra does because ezra's kind of idolized the character yeah. um because something that was introduced in empire day is that his parents did what gal does mm -hmm. um they broadcast against the empire that's what they were yeah. killed for and that was what the beginning of the vision was was i know what happened to your parents oh that's right yeah because yeah. that's what that's one of the, that's why he's so obsessed with i mean he's like a fan of this guy but, um, yeah, he sees a point when he says... Because, again, Gal's doing the same thing his parents did. Mm -hmm. He knew of them. And there's not a lot going on to Lothal. So they knew... Everybody... <clears throat> it, it's really crazy to think about, but everybody knows Ezra and the situation. Okay. Imagine John Stamos. <laughs> Imagine... I don't usually, but I will for this instance. Please do. Where am I going? Uh, so Where's this going? Everybody knows John Stamos. Everybody respect John Stamos. I don't respect John Stamos. Well, I respect his hair. Your hair. Your hair. <laughs> right. But like, imagine John Stamos contacts you and is just like, hey, I know what happened to your family that died 10 years yeah. ago. But then when you finally get in touch with John Stamos, he's like, just kidding. I'm going to kill you now. Right. That that would mess you up, right? Oh, yeah. Well, not you. Well, you not don't me because I don't care. Um, but... <laughs> imagine... <laughs> Imagine Hayden. <laughs> That's how I get through life. You know why things don't mess with me? Because I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. Except for Hayden. 
You care about huh? Hayden Christensen? Yes. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, that's like a butt, I would say. like a butt ton. Hayden Panettiere? Huh? She didn't do anything. I don't know many other Haydens. Hayden Panettiere? Nope. Never heard of him. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Nope. <laughs> Watch a teen drama once. Oh God, no! I can't. <laughs> I can't do that to myself. Um. So yeah. So. That was the whole thing. Really, there's nothing that comes about of it no. other than just accepting the reality of of what Ezra kind of already knows is going on. Betrayed but, by John Stamos. But the but the truth is, yeah, like they they end up knocking him out, and it's all it's, it's over, fine. and they escape. And it's a growing point for Ezra in a way, but it's also this journey he has to go through because yeah. he has a thing with Hera at the end. Like I said earlier, it's it's this idea of yeah, that thing didn't work out, but. Mm-hmm. We're still here. Yeah. Yeah. This thing might not have solved it, but we yeah. we can still keep going, and we will keep going. And the lesson here isn't you know you can't trust anyone. Right. It's be careful who you trust, and you know trust trustworthy well, people. Yeah. And, and my thing is, in 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 general, anyone can be bad. Anyone can do something bad. Like that. You know, there was no way of knowing. Yeah. And and Hera could have been just as wrong as um. Ezra ended up being, you, but you don't know till you try is the thing. Exactly. You, you do have to put yourself out there. You do have to trust. You do have to hope. It, But things not working out aren't necessarily game over. Mm-hmm. It's only game over if you let it. As long as you're still kicking and going, then by golly, there's still hope. <laughs> by <laughs> gosh, by golly. By gum. By gum. By um, gum. But not juicy fruit. No, they um, red, the superior gum. So yeah, so it's it's kind of a light episode. Another reason why we're doing two uh, in this one, but it was still is is a good one. It's a good. Um, there, you know, I don't know that sometimes with the lighter ones we do justice because there's just smaller points to talk about. Like yeah. Chopper I mean, was funny. Yeah, stuff happens, but yeah, I mean, again, I think a lot of it can boil down to it's more about the morals you get from it necessarily. Uh, more than more than the action mm-hmm. you know it's not the oh this episode was so cool because of this it's more of the you know this episode taught me this or something like that um that's the beauty of a show like star wars rebels yeah and in the next episode call to action we definitely get some more meat oh yeah than we had been but first a word from our sponsors the word is crab apples and we're back. Did you? Did everybody get their crab apples? Did you get your word? Did you get your crabs and your apples? <laughs> um, it's just an apple with a crab on it. Right, yeah. Crunch, um, crunch. What even is an actual crab apple? Is that a real thing? Yes. Have you never had like an apple tree in your or a neighbor's yard? No, I've always had a pecan tree. You mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, not pecans. <laughs> You North Posh trash <laughs> I was, pecans. I was making fun of you because you always correct me and say No, I do not. Yes, you do. No, I do not. Melinda does. Yes, she does do that. <laughs> okay, it's a pecan tree, all right? Gosh. But a crab apple is basically an undersized sour apple that you get from a domesticated tree. Where's the crab come from? I don't know. <laughs> I just eat them. Goodness gracious. But yeah, we used to eat. We used to go through a neighbor's Never yard. Never had a crab apple. <laughs> Back when we lived you stole fruit? in the down cell. You stole fruit? I'm telling a story. You dirty little... You are Ezra Bridger with your <laughs> we blue were, hair. We would walk through other people's yards to get to our, our yard. And steal apples. And a neighbor had a crab apple tree in their backyard. And every once in a while we would ask, Hey, 
can we pick apples from your tree? And she said yes. Mm -hmm. Or when she wasn't home. Do you have a name, address, or number that I can corroborate this story with? Mrs. Crab Before I turn you into the the crab crab apple apple police? Mrs. Crab apple? Yes. Isn't that a character in Adventure Time? No, that's Tree Trunks. But she has apples. She has apples. And she's married to a pig. And she's raising the lich But she's into Finn. Everybody's into Finn. That was before she got married. Wait, okay, that happens in the show. Golly, this show show. is ridiculous. You've only watched two episodes of that show. That's a lie. I've been around you enough to see at least 30 episodes. (laughs) Maybe. Like, I might not have been completely there, but it was on and I was there. What's What's the most cartoon you've watched with me? Probably, probably over the garden wall. Yep, probably. But that's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. But anyway, um, (laughs) I was going to say, I I started talking to you in between episode and I was like, you know, I should probably save that for the actual podcast. Um, I love this opening shot of the episode. Of 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 what episode? Of of episode Call to Action. There we go. I forgot what we were talking about because you didn't give a title. We're talking about Call to Action. We're we're talking about Call to Action. Okay, (laughs) so... There's this great shot at the very beginning of the episode where he land, they land in an Imperial shuttle. Mm-hmm. And it's so original trilogy that it makes you remember, this is where we are in the story. We're mm-hmm. pre-episode four, mm-hmm. but not too pre-episode four, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, we're within... Yeah, we're, we're close enough to be familiar, <clears throat> but, mm-hmm. but it invokes and reminds you of, of what go, what's going on. Speaking of episode four, Turkey. Yeah. Well, and it was a good choice to have him be sort of the next level mm-hmm. of bad um, yeah, because you're so close and because there was not a lot of time with Tarkin no. uh, in episode four. And so to choose to use him as the, okay, we're dialing things up a little bit because they already introduced the Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. So where do you go from there? Who who comes in when the Inquisitor messes up? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want to sit, you don't want to put all your crab apples in one barrel Quit making fun of me. Uh, so, you know, who... Joe Genfruit. If you don't want to call Vader yet... Yes. Who do you call? Ghost like, who, do, who calls Vader? And, Rebel Busters. <laughs> Rebel Busters? Rebel Busters. Rebel Busters. There you go. Uh, Tark... That's my next Pokemon name. 1-800-Rebel Buster. Rebel Busters. I'm pretty uh, sure that was... Make an appointment with uh, Wilhuff Tarkin. He'll, he'll, he'll take care of you. He's got a silly name and wears slippers. Yes. Um... Sadly, no slippers in this episode. No. But there but, are speeder bikes. And but basically, bike yeah, he's meant to be the ex- escalation. Things aren't going as planned. The rebels are causing enough trouble that the image and the reputation of the Empire, at least here on Lothal, is getting damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, a character <clears throat> like um, Tarkin would be one who would come in and clean things up. Yeah, which um, it gives more context as to why he was there on the Executor. No, on the Death Star. Sorry. Right. When, you know. He he has that much power. Exactly. Now, what's interesting is there's not another Imperial after Tarkin that has that much power. Um, it's pretty much all Vader. Yeah. Um, and I think Vader proves himself, if you read the comics um, that happened after episode four, Vader proves himself as the guy after mm-hmm. that. But it's it's interesting to think about a time when... The emperor was like, "Vader, you don't need to worry about this because I've got Tarkin." Mm-hmm. It's just an it's it's an interesting dynamic. Like our thought, our first jump to would be, of course, they're going to send Vader next. Yeah. But at this point in the story, Palpatine's yeah. got other people, other capable militant people for that. At this point, Palpatine is the district manager. Right. 
Um, and then you've got Tarkin, who is the general manager. Right. And then you've got Vader, who is the manager. Yeah, he's the store manager. He's the store manager. Yep. And then everyone else is just right. And the rebel and the rebels terrifying. are just um, little. They're books and little thieves. <laughs> um, and so an interesting thing, which connects this back to the previous episode, is um, Gal Travis is sworn in. He he has seen the light. Mm-hmm. He he recognizes that um, like they blame everything on the rebels basically. Yeah. Um, and it's this idea of, oh, I was tricked, I was coerced into thinking that this was good and that they were going to help and all this, and they turned out to be bad people. You know what? They, they were all wrong. The empire's good. Yeah, like, it's this idea. They're spinning the situation. Yeah. And what it does is it directly puts our heroes, who have been doing so much for so long to be the good guys and the heroes, it puts them in, as the bad guys. It, it casts doubt on them. Um, and it's a, it's a thing the Empire is very good at, of course. But, you know, it's the reality of this is another thing that is going to get some people to believe in the Empire mm-hmm. if we don't do something. And that's sort of the inspiration of their actions in this episode is we've got to do something to let them know the Empire is no bueno. Yeah. Um, and if you had any doubt that the Empire was no bueno... The next scene. Ooh, the next scene. First it's... of all, I love that Tarkin just comes in and makes... Um... This is my desk now. <laughs> right. Yeah, he, he just takes Callus's desk. Yeah, honestly. Unless and then... there's just an identical office. Yeah, and then you get the people who are, I guess, in charge of Lothal. No, they're, they're, they're kind of... If you've seen some of the other misadventures of the Rebels, yeah. the ones always kind of caught up in it are these two guys. Um, Aresto and Grint. Aresco. Aresco. Commandant Aresco and Taskmaster Grint. That, interesting That's, titles. Those are fake, made-up titles. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, you're Taskmaster. Um, I have... Oh, com- Commandant? Is Commandant. that what I said? I, I, know, I know that's what it's supposed to be. You said Commandant. I, I think I did. <laughs> Uh, Commandant, I feel like that's just, look, he's probably someone who's over a particular area of the city. Also, which is which? Um. I always forget. Commandant is the thin, pencily one. Yeah. Uh, Taskmaster Grint is the big guy. Thick boy, yes. Um, I feel like Taskmaster, he's just the guy that. Yeah. He gives out the daily duties of. Something like that. And it's just on a smaller level. It's, they're not commanders or anything because. You know they're just occupying a city. They're yeah. not. They're not doing anything military, really. They're they're mostly just making sure. You've got to figure like the governor of of Lothal is under imperial power, so they're just basically controlling the city. Mm-hmm. It's not as straightforward military as yeah. commander trooper number one and all this other stuff. Yeah, and then you've got it. It's the meeting with your boss from hell. Right. Honestly, so, you're just sitting across from your boss. Right. Well, <laughs> it, it's a display of. It's a display of power. Mm-hmm. Tarkin could just show up and let his reputation tell people he means mm-hmm. business and things better get better <clears throat> or else. Yeah. Or he can give them a reason to truly believe they better do yeah. something. They and have to get results. He does it very intentionally with the the governor of Lothal. Yep. And Callus next well, to him. Oh, yeah. He, 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 he decapitates them yeah. using the Inquisitor. Um, And so... Well, and they have this very, like, he doesn't directly call for it, so the, the Inquisitor just kind of picks up on cues. Yeah. So apparently they've worked <clears throat> together in some fashion, I guess, to be able to yeah. know that. But 
Yeah, no, it, it's this idea of I'm not just scary and you better not do your job just because you fear what might happen. I'm going to show you what will what happen. will happen. Yeah, and I, I think so. An epiphany that I had during this this episode, first time watching it, was I've, I'd always assumed that the Inquisitors were under Vader, like they were yes, vis- they, they were are. Vader's crew. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they are. I thought this kind of establishes that they're under Empire as a whole. They are more under Empire than Vader is, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately Vader is their most direct supervisor. Their father, yes. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> when it comes to making the Inquisitors who they are, um, mm-hmm. training them, all of that stuff. That's Vader. Right. Now, ultimately, Vader is not the one that gives every one of them their orders or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he does give orders, but they are to the service of the Empire. Now, whereas working with Callus and all, Vader would not do that. He's in charge if he shows up. Yeah. Um, the Inquisitors, not so much. They are, in most cases, on yeah. their equals to the greatest authority. So as far as Callus is concerned, he and the Grand Inquisitor are on the same level of importance in everybody else's book. Yeah. Um, so yes and no. Like Everybody assumes Vader is both. Like, he's Sith, but also Empire, when re- in reality, he's straight up Sith. That, that's why he's so yeah. he's He so just exclusive has to, to deal the, with the Empire. Right, but he's largely independent. The The Inquisitor's not so much. So, but, yeah, it's kind of a both, both mm-hmm. and kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then just something just great, just great happens. So, um, the Rebels plan, again, they're, <clears throat> they're trying to get... The, the right message out. They mm-hmm. want to get people inspired and hopeful after this whole Gal Travis thing. And so they're going to take over the radio tower that belongs to the Empire and broadcast a message, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezra's following in his parents' footsteps and, and all this other stuff. It's great. Well, while they're spying that out, they're spotted by a probe droid, or almost spotted. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end up um, taking it out. Well, Ezra takes it out, technically, by using the Force to manipulate a loft cat. Yes. <laughs> and so he, he force tricks a Lothcat into attacking a probe yes. droid. It's very in line with cats as a whole. I, I love I love that there's no limits and there's no um there's no traditionalism with Ezra. Yeah, it's the best. He doesn't think about, well, is this a Jedi thing? No, he just straight up's like That's I'm gonna, a good idea. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> It's a very Ezra way to handle things, for sure. And we can also say it's a very right thing to do. Yeah, well, we just yeah. got done talking about it, so yeah. that's what that's why I'm thinking of. Like, exactly. That, that's that's very... such a... Nobody's going to tell me no. This gremlin <laughs> child knows how to do things. Exactly. Because they've never been told no. Well, it still spots them, so the Empire's um, aware of their plans. So when they go to enact it, when they go to take over the tower, they meet up some resistance, and Kanan ends up giving himself over so that the rest can escape and get the message out. Mm-hmm. So for the sake of the others and the, the mission and the greater good, Ezra has, or, uh, Kanan has a little bit of a, a duel with the Grand Inquisitor, but ultimately lets himself get taken. Yeah. Um, and there's a really cool moment in the end, once he's being taken away, um, that they just basically blow up their own tower. They blow up their own communications tower to stop the transmission. Which has lasting effects in the next episodes. Yeah. Um, But it's one of those things, in order to squash hope, they'll do anything. Mm -hmm. But it does also show that 
if they're <laughs> afraid of their message, it's because it's the right thing. Exactly. Um, and so it's kind of almost on this episode eight style ending of, is it going to do anything? Is anything going to change? Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really any immediate way of knowing. Um, but obviously they can't end it with Kanan being captured and the Empire in complete control. And so um, next week when we pick back up with Rebels, um, we see a bit more of that playing out and them beginning to hatch a plan to uh, rescue mm-hmm. Kanan. And we also see more of Tarkin just being Tarkin and everything. Yes. This is this is getting to much more familiar yeah. realms of what Rebels is going to continue to do in terms of, all right, now it's wide open conflict. Now it's big. Now it's not just these guys causing yeah. a little bit of trouble. We're on a large scale now. Yeah. And so this is their first step as really, I mean, we call them rebels all the time, but this is their first step as rebels directly against the Empire and causing some damage. In the past, it's always been adventures that led to brushes with the Empire. Mm-hmm. But now they're they're on the wanted list because they're actively dismantling the, um, the Empire. Yeah. So, uh, but we will save that for next week. We will talk about Rebel Resolve and Fire Across the Galaxy, um, the last two episodes. Is it Fire Across the Galaxy? Something like that. Okay. Yep, it's called Fire Across the Galaxy. Fire. Um, the last <clears throat> two episodes of season one. We'll talk about that yeah. next week. Um, and for all intents and purposes, we should be pretty pretty consistent from here on out with Rebels. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for checking it out. We hope that um, there's still plenty along with us rewatching on your own um and whatnot um if you aren't rewatching and you're just taking these episodes you're making a big mistake because we are not anywhere near as entertaining or fun no. as rebels is itself but um check yeah. it out yeah. and and um you can definitely rewatch with us and join the conversations and everything we always love hearing um people's favorites people's perspective and all that yeah, and, and how and, much people love chopper oh yeah oh yes um i think that's pretty unanimous chopper is best boy they took R2-D2 and gave him no filter, took away his polite friend, right? <laughs> kind of kept him back, and made him old and crazy. Exactly. Um, and with a bad mouth. <laughs> a very... A very bad yeah. mouth. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, so until next time, guys, um, have a good day, good week, and um, just... Yeah. Just chill, fam. Yeah, chill, fam. Um, chill with your crab apples. <laughs> I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. Are you ever going to let that go? Nope. Then you heard mom. Bye.